0: Favorite episode of Another Day in Quarantine, Jewels. How are you doing? Oh, I am hanging in there. I Uh, just missed you so much. I know, of course. Me too. Me too. We are so very excited about today's guest. He is someone me and Julie have known our entire lives. He was voted best smile in high school. He and Julie go to the same church. So
1: many connections. My
0: heart and my soul. And recording all the way from Hell's Kitchen, New York, we have the real gooby himself, Kevin Ciota, How's it going, Kev? Man,
2: hi everyone. This
0: is Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's poured Kevin. my heart and soul into that intro, and you just... Well, I don't
2: really it. know what to say. I mean, yes, the strongest connection that Julie and I have is we go to the same church. I've known her to <laughs> birth. <laughs> I don't even see her at church when I go on Easter because she skips when her mom sings and that's she everyone knows that's my favorite part of church and the only reason that i go is to put up with it
1: is this so, why you came on just a bitch about me not going to church because let's just wrap this up <laughs>
0: No. can we bring donna on to do a song to make
1: kevin happy i just went upstairs to get a drink and she was like i was thinking um i kind of want to make a tiktok today
2: <laughs> i will make i will literally make a tiktok just to follow donna
1: She has one so it's fine but she's like she's ready to like not she's she's done with stalking people she wants to thrive herself and she wants to start making them so she's a
0: content creator I love that she doesn't want to sit back and watch anymore she
1: saw me break a thousand watches and she was like I'm gonna take this bitch down
0: wait which of your TikToks broke a thousand the one that I did with Kenny's niece the
1: Kardashian voiceover
0: so you didn't just like keep your phone on a loop and play it a thousand
1: times if I did, I wouldn't tell you.
2: <laughs> I don't think it's measured like that. Also, I can't do TikTok. I'm not ready to do that. It's like every gay man in the city has done like four things and it's shave their head, get a mustache, make an OnlyFans or make a TikTok. And I've done <laughs> two out of those four.
0: <laughs> that and 500. I'm just
2: not ready for TikTok. It's,
0: that's okay. Yeah. Um, Creating uh fresh content on TikTok is either like... You do a dance, like a new dance, which I, I don't mind. I like the dancy ones, but I don't think like um. And this is a um direct jab at Julie. That like the real famous TikToks are the ones where like people are just doing voiceovers and lip singing to voiceovers. And I'm like, the original content creator of that is probably is getting gypped.
1: You know, I don't think the uh, Kardashians are that concerned about the voiceover that I did for them. I don't know. I don't know
2: because then you look at somebody like Doja Cat. And she like has that girl who made a famous TikTok dance to Doja Cat. Like she put her in her music video. So it's like cyclical. It's like a very nice. You patted my back. I'll pat yours.
0: Ooh, I like that song. What's that? How's that song go?
2: It's like the one.
1: Oh, is that it?
2: Yeah, it's that one.
1: Oh yes.
2: Which I love, and I love Doja Cat. She's a little problematic, look it up, but...
0: Uh, I should have put that in your intro, too. He loves Dua Lupa.
2: (laughs) Dua Lupa, famously named Dua Lupa, not Dua Lupa.
0: I didn't say that, and also, um, I used to to think her name was Dua.
2: (laughs) It very well may be. I've never heard her say her own name.
0: Well, no, um, I was, uh proved wrong because I said that in front of Julia and she was like, no. <laughs>
2: what does she know? I was the one who told her to listen to the Dua Lipa's new album because it's so disco. We looked
0: up an interview, which is what I did with the um, producer of today's episode. Anthony Weiner, I think is his name. And I was like, if it's not Weiner, I have to know.
2: Mm. Ooh, wait, no, it's Matthew Weiner.
0: Matthew w- Weiner, yeah. <laughs> but it's not oh, I- like Weiner. <laughs> Anthony, Tony, Tony, Tony Tony Wiener, Wiener. his
1: brother. (laughs) There's a TikTok I want us to do together, though. Okay, well,
0: I thought that was like a flawless jump into the episode, but...
2: (laughs) No, let's go back to this.
1: Was it?
0: I don't know. I don't know what's happening. So today we are doing uh, Mad Men, season one, episode one, Smoke Gets In Your Eyes. We are, and
2: it's my favorite show of all time.
0: Yeah, which is like a bold statement. Like, me and... This is exciting because me and Kevin are like constantly reviewing everything. It's like our whole friendship, like TV, movie, music, like Yeah, it's judging things other people. Our friends do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um he's he's the smarter and more articulate half of our Twitter um goob rat reviews. Um but he said that Mad Men was his favorite show, like his all time. And while maybe I did know that somewhere deep down, I, I'm kind of shocked by it. Uh
2: I'm I mean I have like Top five lists in my head for movies and TV. And there's probably about twenty five movies and TV shows in that top five list. But sure. Mad Men, I think, would stick out as Mad Men and like The Office would stick out as my favorite shows of all time and like the best of mm. those categories too. Like Lost is a great one. Screw Julia, I'm still mad about it, but it's okay. She did <laughs> <Yeah>. it better. <laughs> and she would did it better than I would have done. But
0: wow, that's big of a like.
2: Me. I said it to her too. It's nice of me. Mad Men is. is like consistently great throughout. And I like wrote a couple notes down in the first like three minutes of this show re-watching this because I haven't rewatched it in years. I watched it like after the first two seasons came out, I binged the first two seasons right away. And then I like would DVR every episode and watch it during school. And like I would make sure nobody was around so I could just watch it by myself and like unwind, because it's such a good show. Mm-hmm but i wrote like my notes right away as soon as the theme song started playing i wrote two things i was like the show's so fucking good because it is it's just so good and also if you skip the intro theme song you're a terrorist
1: <laughs> so um i skipped it <laughs> of course you did That's why so did you
2: wondering. skip it it's like it sets the mood Wait. we've got the jazz <laughs>
1: No, I skipped it, like, and after I skipped it, I actually thought of Kathleen, because I think it was last episode we were talking about how, like, she just, like, can't skip the Game of Thrones theme song, and, like, I was like, yeah, I never skip it if it's the first time I'm watching it, and then I skipped it, and this is the first time I'm watching it, so...
0: Well, I, I classify my favorite themes and intros, whatever, as, okay, I don't skip it when I watch it. Kevin, what's your all-time favorite intro theme? Hold on.
2: We're going to circle back to that because I'm going to think about it. I mean, Lost okay. is such a great one because it's so short.
0: Because it's three seconds long?
2: Because it's three seconds long. But I, oh, I would say that my favorite of all time is The Leftovers because Leftovers season one, is consistent throughout and then leftovers season two they change it again and then leftovers season three they change the song every single intro but they keep the same opening so i would say leftovers but i know that's okay not in so lives.
1: no
0: okay mm-hmm. but good to know file that you. into my um book of facts about
1: kevin <laughs> my uh first note about this episode before we even have i just like had to say this because i was laughing at myself <laughs> i put opening scene eagles kathleen on the plane watching to <laughs> wait <laughs> when he's writing all that stuff on the napkin
0: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just get inspired in the um most random places and you have to write it down
1: we have now? to have we have to have Producer Matt post your napkin note on the Instagram page. <laughs> okay. All right,
0: Kev. Uh, first of all, like I don't watch Mad Men. Julie, I assume, does not watch Mad Men.
1: Can you oh, tell yeah, us what Mad Men is about? Credit. What was
2: that? <laughs> she skips the opening credits. <laughs> Only people who watch Mad Men watch the opening credits.
1: We need to get past this. We,
2: I'm, I'm getting past it because we're getting into the meat of the show. The show is pretty much about – advertising executives in the 1960s and basically the entire show goes through the 60s and it deals a lot with gender politics it deals a lot with just women in the workplace and the time like we you get to major life events like when Marilyn Monroe died then all the secretaries in the office are like sobbing all day and like it's about how women were treated in the office and how many barriers there were for other people. Like in the first episode alone, we have themes of like women's politics, racial tension, sexual politics, closeted homosexuality that's very blatant, infidelity, PTSD. Like we're dealing with all of that and those themes run throughout the entire show. So you get a little bit of each thing. Um, mm-hmm. And like right away, it's pretty jarring. You go and like everyone's smoking, the black waiters treated very poorly right away. And you're like, what? This is like so weird to see. And everyone's smoking in the office and drinking at all hours of the day and treating women horribly. And like, it's just a really big culture shock. And I don't know. I feel like you just like very much zone out into another time when you're watching the show.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. My my notes are almost exactly like that. It's like sexist, racist, like anti-Semitism, PTSD. But I actually read when I was just Googling stuff about the show that seven out of the nine writers in the room in two thousand nine at least were female, which is interesting because they're just like I'm assuming that the show like the the females rally back. Like I'm assuming Elizabeth Moss as the as one of the main characters kind of like finds her way and becomes something of herself am i making that up
2: yeah i mean every single character in this show too has a very clear arc like you could very much trace every single arc over the course of the show and see how much they changed because every single character is very different in the first episode than they are in the last except for one character which is a very frustrating thing i mean it's don draper he's like Dealing with that the whole
0: time. I was gonna say he is like a very interesting character. You can't tell if he's like sweet or like. Uh, I I think he's like the ultimate fuck boy. I don't know if I wrote that about John Hamm or Don Draper. Honestly. Oh, I, I think, think John I Hamm's him. like a really
2: nice guy in real life.
0: Really, I'm gonna say
2: that. Yeah, I have the, most
0: definitely a fuckboy written down but I could now yeah. I can't remember who I was talking about but I did read that he was in a he was arrested for a um fraternity scandal back when he went to college so
2: Mm that's some that's some breaking news
1: Violent hazing y'all
2: Julie what did you think of the episode from your first vlog
1: I actually liked it um it made me <laughs> why are you laughing
0: because i don't know if like, you say for... i'm gonna watch the show i'm gonna throw up
1: all over this computer because i'm not lie. okay good but i am gonna watch it okay <laughs> and i'm gonna facetime kevin every single time i watch an episode um no but i agree like total different time and it's kind of like upsetting in a way to watch like elizabeth Moss's character like she I think she gets told like bet- like five times that she should start showing her legs. The woman that's like training her is basically like telling her she she will learn to like please her boss and like giving her pointers on like how to sleep around basically.
2: Oh, the woman who's training her is Christina Hendricks, who's like the most beautiful woman in the world, too, for some reason I'm so attracted to her.
0: Just want to read this quote I wrote down go home and take a paper bag cut some eye holes out of it put it over your head get undressed and look at yourself in the mirror really evaluate your strengths and weaknesses
1: oh my god can
0: you even imagine like even the gynecologist scene like it's everyone is just talking down to them even like women to women but even like Christina Hendricks I guess she was just telling her how it is and trying to keep her afloat in the beginning
2: and Joan in the show, I mean, her name's Joan in the show, and her arc is, like, incredibly interesting, because she's, like, also very empowered, but she's also very submissive to the rules of, like, gender politics in the office at the same time, so she is a really interesting arc, and then, like, that quote is incredibly jarring, and then, first off, I'm really glad we stopped complimenting women on their ankles, because, like, who cares
1: I know my ankles are like hairy I always miss them when shaving
2: I don't think I've looked at anyone's ankles in my life and been like that's a good ankle <laughs> except for like Achilles when we're talking about his heel like what that's the only time we should be talking about an ankle
0: that's the only famous ankle Yeah. that's like in high school when when they were like you can't show your shoulder and it's like who in here is like having inappropriate thoughts about my shoulder
2: me <laughs> my thoughts are cover it up
1: (laughs) (laughs) you slut kevin what you might have said this but when did you start watching the show because i think i when i was looking it up it came out in like 2007 i think it was
2: i binged the first two seasons and then or the first three seasons i could have been wrong earlier but then i caught up to it when i was in college so like my first year of college i would like make sure it would be like saving when my roommate was out of the room or like i would wait until my roommates would all go to bed other years that i was there just so i could like watch it alone and i would be like yeah you instantly start this show and you're like i want a cigarette and i don't even smoke and i'm like yeah. I-, I want a cigarette and i want whiskey in my hand right now which is wow what i did most of the time except for the cigarette
0: i had those exact same thoughts
2: it makes smoking really sexy
1: it does. Even though they're
2: talking about how much it kills you the whole time.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> I was thinking about like us at, a at, like the, whatever age we were at in 2007. That was like 13 or 12. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't Im- like the, just the immaturity of us watching a show like this at that yeah. age. I, so I was like, I wonder when he started this.
2: I've always been a really old man.
1: Oh
0: yeah, he's wise beyond his years.
2: <laughs> it's where all the grays came from.
1: He's, like, sitting in his basement smoking a cigar at age 13 watching the <laughs> <a>
0: show. <laughs> One of the things I wrote down was, like, this is a huge show. I mean, like, a gigantic show, and I always knew you liked it, but I never watched it, and I never felt left out from not watching it. Like, I think that some shows are so huge in pop culture, like Grey's Anatomy, whatever. Like, if you don't watch it... I feel like you're left out of some conversation, but I never felt that way with this show. Like some shows are so huge in pop culture and this didn't feel that way to me. Do you agree, Kevin?
2: Well, it was huge in, I think it was huge in, I like we are slightly younger than when it was the target audience too. It was huge. Like it was cover of Rolling Stone a few times. They had like the spread. Everyone in the show is super famous now, including like, I have a couple notes about that including, like, little characters that were in this show, when they go into the telephone operating room, it's Kristen Shaw as one of the telephone operators and Flo from Progressive.
0: Yep. I wrote that that's who I'd want to be in this show, one of those girls. You'd because be they get like ones. sucked up to and they're just like hidden in a room and like everyone loves them. Like I have that in my office where like the accounting ladies, it's like you have to please them or else like you could never get anything through in accounting. And it's like, yeah, I would like to have that power.
2: It's so big too. Like Rosemary DeWitt, who is like the girl that uh, Don Draper is like sleeping with in this show like the artist girl she's a pretty famous and well-known actress now and then like elizabeth moss is huge but she was big before this show because she was on west wing what's really funny is you know you were talking about that quote of the bag over your head and then we're in pete campbell's office who is the biggest wimp of this show like i could go on rants about how much the I worse. hate him. he's he terrible
0: so bad
2: it, he gets so much worse
0: so he's married to Alexis Bledel in real life. Is Alexis Bledel's character in the show sucky too?
2: So yeah, that's what's funny is like they show his, that quote about the ankles is jarring, whatever. But then like, even when he's on the phone with his wife and then he says the quote, I'm giving up my life to be with you is such a like oh. shitty frame of reference to have as like a view towards your spouse. And then they show this picture of this very old looking woman on his desk and then they yeah. cast her later and his wife ends up being Allison Brie wow. so she's like on the show for like 30 episodes or something like that and like Alexis Bledel does come on the show and interact with Pete too here or there i don't know if that's where they met but yeah she's pretty shocking as like a guest star too
0: i feel like they show that picture just to show it's like another way of showing okay we're in the like early 60s late 50s like look at this picture it doesn't look like anything we currently have you know i kept Mm -hmm. thinking the whole time how difficult it would be to write details for this show just how to stay true in the time period whether it's like fashion technology lingo I, i can't even imagine how you even even go about
2: that it's incredible and you zone yeah. out the entire time including real ads they like end up working on real ads at some point and they like write it off as their own that they did it in that time period here's what else is good about this show is like don draper's actually really good at his job it's not like he just got this because he's you know don draper and charming and everything like in that meeting with lucky strike when he has that whole thing except for that blow up with Rachel Mankin, which we don't have to get into her, but the the cigarette meeting when he's talking about that and he just comes up with the idea right there, like he's very captivating and he's incredibly impressive at his job too. So yeah. it's not like you're rooting against him at any point.
1: I like him.
0: I mean, he is smoking. This is prime time, John Ham. I think like my idea of John Hamm is his um, role in Bridesmaids. But, like, because I don't really watch anything with him in it, but this is, ooh, he is a hot, yeah. hot boy.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. He, like, straight up bullies Pete Campbell prior to them walking into that meeting with Rachel Menken.
2: When they're walking down and he's basically saying how lucky his wife is going to be and basically saying, you're a piece of shit.
1: And, like, that he'll, he'll never, like, be him. It was just so good. Like, I was like, <laughs> Good roast, that guy fucking sucks.
2: (laughs) He sucks. And like, I think that's the reason also, I mean, I can't even see the actor who plays Pete Campbell is Vincent Carthetter or something like that. And like, I'm obsessed with everyone that's in this show. I don't think I could watch him in anything else because I'm so turned off by how much I hated his character in the show.
0: Wow, I was really hoping he'd have a rags to riches story. Because I did too. I I, want, I mean, I'm three episodes deep and I'm like, this guy's a fucking dick.
2: Well, so, you know, like the end of the episode is the most impressive part of this whole pilot, too, to me. It's like you go through this whole life and it's like glamorous and it's like sexy and everything's sexy. I wrote sexy like 18 times on the show mm-hmm. on my notes because it is. It's true. Smoking is sexy. Demeaning women is sexy in the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let's get back to that. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> How do we get ourselves back there?
2: How did we let them learn technology? Like when she pulled (laughs) off that cover and she saw that typewriter and a phone and I think an alarm clock at the same time. I don't know how women were trained to do this. I don't know who (laughs) let them do this. i'm totally kidding i hope that comes across cut
0: out his totally kidding i want people want people
1: to be unsure we want people after you
2: slide into my dms we'll discuss
1: (laughs) besides the whole like mistreatment of women because i probably sound like an idiot saying this like i love this time like i love watching like shows and movies like of this time and a part of me was would be like let's i wish i lived in that time yeah i mean like sexual harassment and things like that
2: what's funny about the show too is like these kids like when you see the kids in the show which we'll get to in a second but the kids in the show like that's essentially our parents time growing up at the age of the kids so i'm like watching that i'm like wondering how realistic it is i mean let's put aside the fact that it's in new york city and it's a little bit different of a dynamic where the dad is, like, going into the city and their house is in, like, Westchester and all these things. Like, it's a different dynamic. But it is pretty much our parents' generation growing up during this time, which is, like, very weird to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my dad was born in 1950.
2: Yeah, my parents were born in the late 50s, too. So it's, like, they were all the little kids in the show's age. And I'm, like, oh, wow, this is a weird time. There's like, a scene in one of... Episode in like a way later season where a family goes on a picnic and they literally just put all their trash on a blanket, shake off the blanket, and then get in the car and they just leave the trash in the park. And I'm like, what the hell is this? It's like one of those scenes that takes me out of the show, and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here?
1: Yeah. But.
0: Um. So, like, I know you talked about this being like renowned as well, a really great. Pilot. So, and it sucks because I know John Hamm and January Jones were married in in the show, and I know Kiernan Chipka is their kid. So, without knowing that, like if I went in blind watching the pilot, I was supposed to be like, oh shit, about Don Draper having a family at home, correct?
2: Yeah, like this huge reveal at the end, you like, like you said earlier, Don Draper's kind of a fuckboy, and he's a very seductive and very flirty, and you think he's like this just player boy, like, single man. They don't mention his wife once during the episode. And, like, he obviously obviously comes in to, like, work wearing the same clothes as he did the night before. And having that whole drawer of just, like, the same outfit is insane. But then at the end, like, you see this whole long journey home and he's got this gorgeous house. And what I'm assuming is Westchester, New York. And then he has this gorgeous wife who – January Jones is the most beautiful wife in the world. Like she, I had this major crush on her for at least the first season of the show. And she is
0: hot. Oh, big time hot.
2: And then she's got two kids. Like, and then it, it ends with him with these two kids and you can't even see that he's guilty about what he's doing. Like he's not. So it is a big reveal. And then, and then it gets into his family life. And then he obviously just continues having affairs throughout this entire show
0: i wish we could talk about even episode two um has like more like big reveals um just not to get too much into it but uh basically january jones character she has issues with her hands like her hands just go mm-hmm. numb and she like crashes a car at some point like and and it's like a huge stigma around mental health or whatever and i There's a bigger conversation around the 50s and what they thought, like, um, going to a therapist is. This show, I'm two episodes in and there's, like, some really deep uh, conversations to be had. Yeah, they deal with a lot
2: of really weird, like, big issues in the show and really small at the same time. Like, they deal into the racial politics. They deal with mental health and the stigma around it. They deal with, like, sexuality and the stigmas around that. And then in just very small episodes or very small ways. But Julie, did you know that they were married in the end or were you surprised by that? I
1: was surprised. Yeah. I didn't sure. I didn't know. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> like you the way that you guys are like talking about it, I'm like I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: she's like, "Did I watch this episode?"
1: so i was really really surprised i thought that he was like a single bachelor trying to get that one chick in the beginning to like marry because he even brings up like them getting married when they're like after they had sex so i'm like oh he just like loves this girl and yeah, then at the end boy. i was like what the fuck but i still find him dreamy and the best part was like when elizabeth uh elizabeth moss's ca- character like tries to like Putting her hand on his hand at the end of her like first day and he like pushes her off like I'm like oh, he's a good guy you're right you got a girl that you were with at the beginning and then you find out that he has a wife and I'm like oh god damn it. Well, it's
0: cringy because he's like, I'm not your boyfriend. And honestly, like, since this was in the 50s, I don't know what I think about the 1950s, but I just kept feeling like he was going to flip the fuck out on January Jones or, like, any girl in the office. I'm like, any of these guys could just absolutely implode and backhand any of these women at any time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that happen? I mean, there's
2: some really shitty things that happen to women in this show, obviously. Like, it gets worse for all these women in the show. So, I mean... I won't get into specific specific examples, but it's like, it was such a shitty time to be a woman. And it's also like, I mean, there's a lot of things that haven't changed in some ways, but there is a drastic change. Like women weren't even in control of their own bodies. And like, this is a slight spoiler, but we're talking about his wife going to a therapist and she does go to a therapist at some point during the first season and then at the end of the day that therapist calls Don Draper and gives him a download of what they talked about. So it's like your, your husband's completely owned you in this time, for example. And a lot of this show explores the liberation of women and like how they become bigger roles in the office. And like, that's huge with Elizabeth Moss's character for sure. She's like the main character pretty much essentially later on she changes the most
0: i would not do well in this time period
2: well you wouldn't have had a choice really yeah
0: honestly like um half of me is like i would not do well like the feminist in me and then the other half's like whoa i could just be like a stay at home mom that sounds pretty fucking good
1: yeah my husband <laughs> just cheats on me all the time but it's fine everything's yeah. fine
0: just hang out with little baby kiernan chipka that'd be sweet oh yeah you don't
2: even see that it's her
1: like the whole infidelity thing like I know all of this stuff was real, but even, like, my dad's uncle was, like, not to, like, shit on him, but he, like, slept around and stuff, and then, like, flash forward to, like, today's time, he found out that he had, like, a 40-year-old daughter. <gasps>
0: yep. I mean, that happens a lot more than you would think.
2: Right. Talk about a
1: reveal. I know.
0: Plot <laughs> <Swat laughs> twist. Does this show ever get murdery, Kevin? Like, is there any ever a murder? Is there a- strictly, like, a office
2: They. Thing? delve into the personal lives of these people so much and there's like there's a ton of secrets like Don Draper has you can very much quickly pick up on that he doesn't like to talk about himself or his past or anything like that and he's the first two or so seasons very much explore his past Um, and there's a lot of secrets there's a lot of covering up things in terms of murder there's not a ton of murder but there's like definitely big deaths one of my favorite scenes in the whole show this isn't a death but involves a lawnmower running over a man's foot and just blood sprays all over the office and like it's insane and absurd, and there's so many weird parts. But no, not really. We're not killing each other in this show. the
0: show. No, let me just ask: there's a lawnmower inside of the office.
2: Yeah, I mean they are admin, and like they, at one point they're selling. They're working for John Deere, and John Deere like sends them a riding lawnmower or something, and they're like joking around in the office, and like one secretary gets on the thing, and she like is really loopy and everything like that, and she freaks out for a second and then runs over someone's foot. And then that person is wearing a cane for the rest of the show. Because- I
0: feel like that happened because the real actor in real life had to have a cane. Like I, that happens sometimes. They're like, Oh, this guy got hurt in real life. Now we have to make something happen in the show. We're going to run him over with a lawnmower.
2: Yeah. Classic lawnmower trick. <laughs> it happens all the time. <laughs> I don't know. That. I mean, the show is just like really good. It's very transporting. It like, it makes me feel like happy and I'm not. And also I'm a really big sucker for any show that ends every single episode with a song starting and then fading into the credits. Like it, it like solidifies how you're supposed to feel about that episode.
0: Oh, I like that. That's good.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's big. Like Watchmen does that really well. This does it really well.
0: I have two quick notes, random notes. Um, Are those Elizabeth Moss's real bangs? question. And then two, um in the gynecologist's office, they're like the birth control is $11 a month and I was like holy shit that is like honestly so expensive. Like Julie, how much is your birth control? I feel like it's like 299 and that was that's in 2020.
1: I'm not on birth control. Me neither, um, that's why I asked
0: you. <laughs> but I what? used to be, I used to be and I feel like it was it was not that expensive. I mean, $11 in 1950 is like $100 now and you could do the exact yeah. math and I am correct.
1: I'm pretty sure mine was free. Isn't it covered by insurance? Yeah. Depends yeah. No,
0: it's it's just them controlling women. Oh god. That whole yeah. scene is is exactly how it is to go to the gynecologist today, Kevin. In case uh. you're wondering.
2: And the gynecologist is smoking and talking about your slut friends. Yeah, slut (laughs) shaming
1: you. And (laughs) sometimes I feel like my um, gynecologist has accidentally maybe slut shamed me. Like I remember one time she um, asked how many like sexual partners I had within that year, and like I said one because I've been with Kenny for seven hundred years, and she was like like gave me this look like come on like how many. And I'm like, bitch, fuck
0: you. I know. But sometimes I feel like we're slut shaming ourselves. Like they genuinely just want to know and you feel some sort of weird guilt around it. And you're like, uh, it's like yeah. do you use protection? Like every time, all, every single time, never do
1: I ever skip. Yeah. <laughs> just like lying. <laughs> I know. Why do we lie? I just I don't, don't know. Get it. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This is like a, obviously just a question for Kathleen, but is your gynecologist a male or female? Female, hundred percent. Yes, I was like horrified. Like my mom's, I think, still is a male, and like I remember being like, "Ew, what?"
0: Yeah, I don't. I I just feel as if sorry if any of our um listeners are male gynecologists, but I just feel like that's a very odd um way to go when you're like in your intern years <laughs> it's like but, hold know, on a, a second gynecology. to
2: defend that theory like there's like gynecologists also don't just work on like
0: vaginas looking
2: vaginas. up there vaginas. they're also delivering babies too yeah.
0: well well no yes and no I, I feel like is a gynecologist the same as an
1: OBGYN?
2: no you could be correct i don't oh. know what a gynecologist does
1: <laughs> no, an OBGYN is your gynecologist.
2: Oh, sure. Then we're right. Oh,
0: GYN. Yeah,
1: maybe. fine
2: <laughs> I should have stuck with the Mindy Project and then we would have figured it out. <laughs> Mindy
0: Project. Wow, Mindy Project. I'm going to revenge that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's important. You guys have. I would. If I was a girl, I'd want to have a woman gynecologist. I looked up. I literally looked up when I was finding a new doctor in this city. I was like, gay doctor. And then I found yeah. a gay doctor. And so, like, it's easier to talk about like for therapy. Use to. therapy. No, yeah. all of my doctors, every single doctor I go to is a gay doctor. I go to a gay dentist. What? That was just a coincidence.
0: You're wait, wait, like, wait, he has, wait, g- wait, he has wait. gay teeth,
1: just like me.
2: So, yeah, my teeth. We need to go back. Why?
1: How many hits did you get on that? You said you Googled.
2: No, like I use. If you've ever used Zocdoc or something like that, you can type in <laughs> doctors who deal with like LGBT. Candidates because there's some specifics like things that's easier to talk about with a doctor, so it's sure. like you can talk about, you know, boys.
0: Boy, <laughs> you can talk about boys. Yeah, and I yeah. Feel like, um you'll get more hits uh, in New York than you would in like Delaware. Yeah, we're talking you know about I mean? it's
2: different. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of New York, that show. Let's get back to the show for a second instead of talking Wait, about. What
1: are we talking about? <laughs>
2: my talking about my sexual health. How did we
1: get here?
0: (laughs) I love it. Let's keep talking about that. I want to talk about gay doctors more.
2: (laughs) Well, there's like, (laughs) the show is really disappointingly filmed in LA, which it's not filmed in New York, which is upsetting.
0: That was going to be one of my quiz questions.
2: Oh yeah. It's filmed here. I don't think they film anything in New York, but also, and I also don't think that a lot of ad agencies are still on Madison Avenue here. A lot of companies like have in-house advertising they let women do advertising now, so, like, we lost that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> lost the battle, but we didn't lose the war, okay? Yeah. We'll keep fighting. Yeah.
2: I don't know if secretary schools are still a thing.
0: No, now secretaries are, like, have a four-year degree and can only find a job. not, not to, No shade. I'm just saying yeah. this, this is a tough world.
2: And to go back to your birth control thing, she, did she get her first paycheck in the first episode or the second
0: episode? I don't remember that, so I don't even know if it happens in the second episode.
2: She, yeah, so she gets, I was just watching a little bit of the second episode after the first one, and like oh. Peggy Olson, Elizabeth Moss's character, gets her first paycheck and it's $35 a week, minus six fifty pretty much for taxes then. So you're talking about $11 a month, that's a tenth of your income pretty much.
0: Wait, like quick order. question for you of episode two. When she um, opens her drawer and that postcard from Pete and Niagara Falls is in there, did she steal the one for the office or did he send her one specifically?
2: She stole the one from the office.
0: Oh, okay. Because I, I was like, oh, she stole it. She's crazy. And then I was like, ooh, maybe he sent her a specific one. That's hot. There's no
2: coupling of or, like, hooking up or, or anything that I hate more than Pete Campbell creeping on – peggy Olson and like showing up at her door yeah me too and then the other thing when he's like criticizing her body and analyzing her body and he only gets up to her waist and says you yeah. look like a woman if you wore a smaller size and then it's like i'm not done here i'm working my way up like what the yeah fuck? john
0: ham's like get the fuck what is happening <laughs> like how how like fucked up do you have to be in your head to just like, I mean, that was the time I guess, but if that happened now where anyone was just like putting someone down, you just be like, stop.
2: Yeah. <laughs> stop. But you're not, there's like rules in place. Even pre Weinstein, like there's rules in place. <laughs> we should all be. Yeah, following. Exactly.
0: God, I can't do anything I, now.
2: I know. I wish I could
0: <laughs> compliment
2: you on your ankles on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Tell me my ankles are sexy. That's what I'm lacking, I think.
2: Me too. I keep thinking, I was like, my ankles suck. When I put my (laughs) paper bag over my head and looked in the mirror, I was like, ankles are a weak (laughs) point.
0: What's the point of having sexy ankles if no one's going to compliment them?
2: I know. You true. Know? That's why I only wear short socks. That's not true. <laughs> I like covering my ankles. It feels weird if I don't because I don't want to be a slut.
0: I actually liked um Rachel Menken's part in it. She's from Sons of Anarchy for anybody who watches that.
1: Yes, I wrote that down.
0: I I thought she was a badass. I mean, she's like challenging John Hamm and 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 like that's another part where um he asked her like don't you think having a husband and kids will make you happier than this? And she says, um, "If I wasn't a woman, I'd be allowed to ask you the same question." And that's supposed to make you think, like, "Okay, John Hamm is single, or uh, Don is single, or whatever it is." Because I'm, I'm assuming he's not wearing a ring. I wasn't paying attention.
2: Uh, no, and not.
0: he does—he does mention to Pete in the second episode, like, uh, "Jewelry." He says something like, "Jewelry's for women," or something. <laughs> yeah, I liked her character. It, I'm assuming she doesn't stick around. Every-
2: character that you see in the show pretty much comes back at a diff at certain points so like they go through arcs of dealing with clients so like everyone from lucky strike they go through multi-season arcs with them and then menken comes back and forth and then like weaves back into don's life in weird and weird ways and then rosemary dewitt's character comes back in really weird ways too and it's like very much a product of the time of how society would really affect their positions it's weird mm. it's like a very it's very simple like this show closes a lot of gaps like the ending of this show was very satisfying and everything like that which is surprising because matthew weiner who created this show wrote for the sopranos after this and everyone was so nervous about the end of mad men because they thought they were he was gonna fuck it up like he did the end of sopranos have you done a sopranos episode yet no I mean, this show is, like, in the theme of, like, there's a lot of shows that were coming out around this time. Like, this was AMC's first show. Like, this was their first big show. And then they got Breaking Bad and Walking Dead and all those things. Like, AMC became, like, a powerhouse for a little bit. And it was all these anti-heroes. Like, you're dealing with Don Draper, who's, like, not a great guy, but he's not a terrible guy, but he's very conflicted. And then you got, like, Walter White, and then, like, you, you kind of want them to have some sort of justice at some point. Like the Sopranos, too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I like a good show where the, where the main character isn't necessarily, like... Your protagonist is kind of the villain. I like that. It's good.
2: Yeah. It is, I have a question for you, Kevin. Time. I'm ready. Um,
0: it's random and doesn't have anything to do... Half has to do with this. Do you think that Midge Maisel from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel would be friends with Rachel (laughs) from this show. Rachel Menken? Do you think they live in the same universe? Do you think they are next-door neighbors?
2: No. Yeah, maybe. I think they were next-door neighbors, (laughs) and they would chat over the phone. They they would do, like, a 13-going-on-30 dance party to Pat Benatar. But, no, they they (laughs) don't do that. I don't know. Watching, like, Miss Maisel is so... First off, I think it's kind of exhausting. I can't get through the third season but i'm trying and then it's like that's around the same time period as this and we're like oh yeah women were treated shitty there but she's a woman who's like taking things into her own hands right away
0: this is an incredible cast
2: it's so good
0: sincerely
1: i hate Pete campbell man me Me too, too man he stinks. And the ending of this episode just pissed me off so bad. Yeah, I was like, I god to, damn it.
0: Yeah, I wanted her to push him away and be like, Ew, I man. know.
1: Yeah, like, you little nasty.
0: What do you think her motivation is there? Do you think she's like, I mean, obviously, f- from when she put her hand on John Hans- Ham's hand, I was like, <clears> okay, <throat> she felt the need that that, that to get anywhere, to be liked, like, this is what she has to do. This is just kind of the politics of the office. But And and that's what I thought. But then, like, her agreeing to that, I was like... She didn't seem like she was being, like, coerced. It felt like she was like, all right, let's do it.
1: I I don't know.
2: It's confusing. She's like... Her motives are a little bit confusing with that one.
1: Does she, like, hold it against them? Like, blackmail or something? I don't want to
2: get too much into it because Kathleen's going to be watching that show. But there's a lot of rude questions that happen from that. Okay. it's like... They deal with it. But I also... I think that Pete Campbell was really well cast because he's such, like, a little bitch. But, like, at the same time, I don't see anything that's attractive about this character that anyone would be motivated to do. Also, like, I don't no. think that Elizabeth Moss is very attractive in this movie either. Or in the show either. I'm, like, I'm no. confused.
1: I actually am not a fan of her. I I don't know if Kathleen and producer Matt remember this, but when we talked yeah. about... um. When we talked about the invisible man, I thought that she was absolutely terrifying just being herself. But um I like her in this from just watching one episode. I didn't think she was as bad as I thought she was when I watched The Invisible Man.
2: Oh, she's incredible in this show.
0: I, I only got through one season of Handmaid's Tale even though I fucking loved it. I just like it was like so oppressive and made me so sad that like I relentlessly depressing yeah but i i loved her in that too i mean she's she's a star she really is yeah, yeah.
2: she's great i love her
1: i did the episode though the one note that i had was when they're in that meeting with rachel and he and uh don draper's just eating shrimp cocktail <laughs> <laughs>
2: in the first meeting?
1: Yeah, in the first meeting. He's just like casually eating shrimp cocktail as she's like talking about what she wants and I'm like Talk about not sexy. That's
0: like the least sexy thing to be eating in a business meeting.
1: I wish I could eat in business meetings. I do them all the time.
2: Me too. You eat shrimp cocktail all the time? No, I
1: wish. I can barely drink my own water. I feel Julie like they're watching like, me.
2: Brings a goblet of cocktail sauce and like just <laughs> <laughs> bring your own shrimp. A of
1: cocktail sauce? Shrimp cocktail like, is <laughs> <laughs> expensive. I know it is.
2: Yeah, I love how they just like brought the one Jewish guy that works there for Rachel Mencken to feel comfortable, and nobody knew who it was. <laughs> and then the other yeah. thing that like took me out of the episode is when she goes to dinner with Don Draper, and they're in like a very classy place, and she's getting like a tiki drink with an umbrella in it and a pineapple. I was like,
0: Yeah, we're not doing this. <laughs> yeah, that was <is> bizarre. <laughs> I agree with that, but I really liked that scene. I was in on that scene. I like someone calling him out.
2: She's great. She's a great actress, and he's great. Yeah. He was nominated for an Emmy every single year, and he didn't win until his last year. Yeah,
0: that wasn't uh, also going to be one of the questions, but not speaking up, Kathleen. Why don't we uh, hop right. into that segment? Okay, Kev Man, I'm gonna give you five questions. Okay, you ready to test your knowledge?
2: Is this about? Is this? Are you quizzing me about the episode?
0: About the show, in general.
2: Oh, God, I didn't do my homework.
0: Well, that's on purpose. Okay, so... Okay. um, This is easy, I think. Who is the only actor to appear in every episode?
2: Don Draper. John Hammond.
0: Yeah, I mean that's like a. I just wanted to more talk on this because I looked at the IMDb and like five different people have ninety two episodes. I shouldn't have looked at the IMDb. I know. No, uh, you shouldn't like because there's
2: spoilers like, in there. Yeah.
0: I know, but uh, the top five have like ninety all ninety two episodes. So I, I, but multiple sources say John Ham is the only person in every episode. So I assume like, yeah, maybe each of the other characters are just missing one mm-hmm. random episode. Okay. This is a fun one. John Hamm graduated from the University of Missouri with a Bachelor of Arts in English. After graduation, he went back to his old high school to teach acting to eighth graders. He taught this famous actress- Ellie Kemper. Oh, you knew it. Damn it. This is wild.
2: (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, he taught taught Ellie Kemper and then they were on Kimmy Schmidt together.
0: Yes. Uh, Wow, you're good. Uh, Anyway- um, I wanted to stump you with that, but... Okay, who did January Jones originally audition to play?
2: Uh, I want to say do Peggy, but, like, she wouldn't have fit as Peggy.
0: Yeah, as Peggy.
2: Yeah, she would not have fit as as Peggy. She
0: wasn't going to take Sally because, um, like, the first few scripts, she barely had anything or whatever, but Mm -hmm. then she took it anyway. Okay, uh, this is a very serious question. Who is hotter, Christina Hendricks or January Jones?
2: That's hard. I think... January Jones is definitively hotter, but Christina Hendricks in the 50s time period is, like, the hottest thing in the world.
0: Okay. I'll accept that. um, Um, Thank you. And I agree. Christina Hendricks is on Good Girls now, and she just seems, like, massively older to me than, like, Retta or uh, Mae Whitman. But she's really old. She's only, like, 44 right now. And this, of course, aired, like, what, 13 years ago? So she was only early 30s. She seems older to me.
2: They all seem older than they are supposed to be in this show. I think.
0: Yeah. Any sort of like weird 50s updo and and fashion makes you seem older. Okay. And last question: Showrunner Matthew Weiner's real life son plays a role in the show. Who is it?
2: I want to say it's the neighbor.
0: And what's his name? Is it Billy? No, it's Glenn. But I'll give that to you.
2: Okay, it's Glenn. You it. Yeah. 100%. I don't know. Thank you. I didn't know that he did that, but I was going to guess that, like, I know what Matthew Weiner looks like, and I was like, oh, that kid looks like him. He's, like, one of my he's least like a- favorite characters in the show.
0: Yeah, he's, like, a creepy neighbor, it says.
2: He's kind of creepy. It's weird. Like, Kiernan Shipka – so, what's funny, like, here's a fun fact we're talking about these quiz questions. Kiernan Shipka plays Sally Draper, who's the daughter in this show, and they keep her throughout the entire show and, like, it hmm. grows up around her. And she, like, becomes a much bigger part towards the end. And she's, like, so bitchy the entire time. <laughs> they have another – they have a son who's Bobby Draper, and they replace his character, like, three times throughout the show.
0: Yeah. Because he got too old. I read that. That's – boys grow up so fast on shows. Yeah, I'm watching totally um, Jane the Virgin right now, and every season um, she her, – her child is – replaced by a completely different actor and like at first they were like trying to make them look the same and then the one season it's just like a completely different he might as well just like be a different race because he's not he doesn't look anything like the original kids it's hilarious
2: yeah they're i, I they just don't even care about bobby enough to make him a major character in the show they are like we have too many people in this show
0: that's because they were like wow Kiernan is a star
2: Kiernan's a star and now she's, she's a Sabrina. star a star
0: do you have anything else to add about uh your favorite show in the entire world mad men
2: no it's great i love it so much there's so many really frustrating things and like a lot of my favorite shows you know i would put bojack horseman in my favorite show too and he's like the major character of bojack horseman definitely follows a lot of the same arcs that don draper does like don like goes off the map for several days at a time he goes on his other journeys, and he's a very, like, anti-hero, and we're not sure if he's a good guy or if he's a bad guy, and he just does shitty things. So I love that. I guess I like that a lot. I, But in the difference is in, like, Breaking Bad, that stresses me out. Like, he's just hiding a big secret the whole time, and I'm like, this isn't relaxing to me.
0: All right. Uh, before we go, I am going to read a review that uh, someone has left, and we encourage this. We love this. So Justin the Great says, uh, very funny and interesting. Kathleen and Julie are great and a, ve- and a funny tandem. Thanks, Justin the Great. Uh, come, Thanks, come Justin. Hit us up. Uh, anybody wants to leave a review, rate us, we'll really appreciate it. And I think that wraps it up. Kevin, thank you for joining the podcast today. It's been a long time coming. Thank you. I
2: wish we could do this in person, but this is nice. Where I want to, can I come back with, (laughs) I'm going to call Julia out and I'm Mm going to do a controversial lost episode with Julia. (laughs)
1: <laughs> sure, and I will actually probably just like sit that one out. But I'll let you <laughs> definitely yeah, Julie only spoke three words on the last Lost episode, so
2: <laughs> I giggled through that entire episode. <laughs>
1: Well, even even Stephanie said like she was like I knew when I heard that Julia was coming on that it would you would be really quiet just because of like the bond between Kathleen and Julia and I was like I know I should have just been like you do it and and uh I'll see you after the
0: no next I don't like that you gotta talk more
1: I didn't know anything that was happening
0: yeah mm, okay
1: All right. All right. Well, we obviously don't want to wrap this up so what else do you guys want to talk about. <laughs>
2: Do you guys want to talk about gynecologists again?
0: Okay, and that was another episode of my favorite episode of. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) You can come back anytime, except you can't do a lost episode.
2: We'll talk about it.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. All right, love you.
2: All right, bye. Am I actually hanging up? This has been my favorite episode of. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You know what scares me is John Travolta in Hairspray still. Even though I love that movie, I'm like very conflicted about how I feel about that.
1: I saw Hairspray twice in the movie theaters and I think Kathleen was with me both times.
0: Me and Julie, I have a vivid memory of us singing Good Morning Baltimore (laughs) while in her front yard with two big spoons throwing uh, grapes back and forth to one another. Am I making that up?
1: No. They were- Were we playing like... lacrosse with spoons and grapes? <laughs> they were ladles. Ladles. <laughs> Two ladles. Good morning,
0: Baltimore.
1: Oh my god, this hairspray is the absolute best. Remember when you thought you downloaded that ringtone and it was I Can Hear the Bells?
0: Yes. Uh, uh, I paid $1.99 for that.